Hello, people. What is going on? Uh, today, we're going to be, I mean, you've seen the title. We're going to be talking about the over-restrict and the binge cycle and how we can actually get away from it and what a lot of people pay me a lot of money to figure out, which is the essential question of, I know what I need to do, I just can't do it. Uh, but before we get into today's podcast episode, I'm going to have a sip of water and also say that today's podcast is sponsored by sleep deprivation, sleep deprivation. Have you ever wanted to feel what it would be like to be drunk for a fraction of the monetary value and instead pay with your sanity? Well, <laughs> look no further. The new sleep deprivation product from Anxiety Industries is here to help. With one simple thought, we'll have you thinking about what you should have said to Brad Gunderson in the third grade and walked off like an absolute superhero and overnight become the most popular person in school. To sign up, just visit the link in my bio and use the discount link Unresolved Issues 15 for 9.5% discount at checkout. Whew. Well, I've decided that I'm going to start doing random ass podcast things like that. Sponsorships, because why the fuck not? Gets us into the into the sponsorship that is just hilarity, really. And just having a good time. Anywho, let's get into the episode. The one that is sponsored by Sleep Deprivation, because that is the product that I could think of today. Um, don't know who the fuck Brad Gunderson is. Oh, yes I do. Brad Gunderson is the, <laughs> is the guy from How I Met Your Mother, of which Barney has a lot of issues with in primary school. That's where I got that from. Okay, well anywho, let's get into it. Let's just dive straight into it. So, the over-restrict and binge cycle, and I'm assuming almost every single person that has listened to this knows exactly what I'm talking about and or has lived it. So... I'm going to start with the over-restrict. A lot of people, when they come to me, they want to lose weight. That's obviously why everybody is, is here. It's like, how the fuck do I figure out how to lose weight? But this time, keep it off five ever. So, the... I'm going to say so a lot in this one, because there's a lot of line breaks and stuff. Don't even have a script, but I don't know why I'm saying line breaks. But anyway. The over-restrict cycle. I want to lose weight, and I want to do it quick, because dieting absolutely fucking sucks. So what do we do? We tend to just go for the quickest and easiest thing or the most convenient thing, which is usually, oh, I've got this meal plan that I had from way back when, and it seemed to work like it, it got me the physique that I wanted. Um, I mean, apart from the whole, and this is all going to have an asterisk over it, apart from the whole, it clearly didn't work in the long run because otherwise we wouldn't be here. Um, it wouldn't be listening to this podcast if it had completely perfectly worked because we wouldn't have to sort out, seek out other things to help us get to where we want to go. Anywho... So, over-restricting. We want to lose weight and we want to do it quickly because dieting absolutely fucking sucks. So the quicker that we can do it, the quicker we can be off the diet, right? That's the, the logic that a lot of people go into dieting with. And, you know, it's not, it's not wrong logic. I mean, technically you're correct. Um, the quicker that we are going to go into a deficit, or I suppose the, the more aggressive of a deficit that we end up going into, the unfortunate thing about that is the quicker that we are going to have a metabolic adaptation towards those low calorie numbers, particularly because we're not doing it over a long duration and it's a short stint, we are more than likely going to adapt to those low calories incredibly quickly because they're so aggressive, which means that when we finish the typical four, six, eight week challenge, uh, we go back to doing exactly what we were doing before, eating at the rate that we think that we were 
comfortable at, but because now your resting metabolic rate is lower, it is going to bounce back up. That is one thing that I will say to everybody. You cannot break a metabolism. It is a spectrum. It is an ever moving number based on whatever you are doing and providing stimulus to your body, whether that's muscle growth or not muscle growth or accumulating fat stores. There is metabolism is always working. So the over restrict cycle is in the logic, it makes sense in terms of do it quick, get in, get out, that's it. And the thing that I have often found is that the quicker someone does it, the less likely they are to address the habits and behaviors and thought patterns and belief systems and everything that just got them to where they are. They're all or nothing, right? And I'm willing to bet probably you are as well. The all or nothing, I mean, you would be because I am as well. Isn't it great? When we are all or nothing, we go, yep, we're in, we're done, we're out, awesome. But because we've done it in such a short, aggressive manner, that means we haven't had enough time to actually adapt to the things that we're going to be doing. So when that little bit of inconvenience comes up, usually at about week three and four, we have that inconvenience come up and we go, fuck this, I do not want to do it. But because we're doing a challenge, we typically feel like we have to stay on board or we like, no, we're going to do it. And we become beyond disciplined to just get to the finish line. And when we get to the finish line, that subconsciously gives us fucking permission to go do and eat whatever we want and be like, yeah, I've earned it. I did this after eight weeks, which hundred percent you have good work. Go for it. The issue is, is when treat yourself becomes a lifestyle because it's no longer treating yourself because you know, that too much of a good thing, you start taking it for granted. It becomes a lifestyle. And then it's like, oh yeah, well now it's just, it's just what I do. Um, and it's a pain in the ass. So with the over restrict cycle, I'm going to say Everyone, and this seems to be a fucking popular thought this week, but anyway, everyone thinks that they get bonus points for coming in under their targets. You do not. Whenever I give you calories, and this is going to be a fucking massive one, whenever I give a client calories, I am not looking at, for example, if I give them 16, 17, 1800, whatever that number is going to be, I'm not looking at that number and saying, okay, they have to be under this number. This is your maximum and everything under that is good. Anything above that is an absolute fail. You suck. You are a failure. How can you not do There's fucking none of that in the program or any sort of coaching style. And if you find a coach that is doing that, please fucking find a new one. Anyway, unless you have like a bodybuilding comp and you have to be like spot on, but obviously I'm not talking about you. So I'm talking about the people that are struggling with the whole, uh, don't know how to lose weight effectively and keep it off. The big thing that I give people when I give them their targets, if it's 16, 17, 1800 calories, whatever it is, does not matter. I'm not looking at 1750 calories, anything below that golden, anything above that you're fucked. You suck. You're a failure. What I am looking at is 1750. Okay. Awesome. They need to hit that at least. That is your minimum. That is your number that I'm looking at for you to achieve. I'm looking for you to hit that. There's a reason they're fucking called targets. Nobody draws a bow and arrow and goes, right, here's my target. And just launches the arrow into the fucking stratosphere and walks off like an explosion's happening behind them looking all real cool and shit. Nobody does that. They're called targets for a reason. The unfortunate thing about this is that the fitness industry has just sold fucking weight loss in terms of like, hi, I'd like to lose weight. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Fucking shut up for a second. All you have to do is uh, this meal plan and this workout and you will lose weight. It's the best thing in the fucking world. It is awesome. And that's it. That's as far as the industry has gotten so far, which is fucking sad to sad to think. 
And it's good to see now that a lot of people are starting to open up to mindfulness and learning about the actual behind the scenes of why the fuck am I where I am in life in relation to nutrition and health and fitness and all these other things and getting to that point. That's awesome. But the other thing that also sucks is that your default thought patterns at the moment are fucked. Just to, to put it bluntly. Default thought pa- Wow. <laughs> default thought patterns. Default thought patterns are the reason that you're in the extravagant area that you are in at the moment. Don't know where the fuck that came from, but anyway. <laughs> your default thought patterns and belief systems around weight loss and the everything that you're trying to achieve in regards to weight loss is most likely wrong because it is not a race. It is not a, you have to get there as quick as possible. So that way you can go back to doing what you're doing. What we're actually focusing on, I mean, particularly here is how do we make sure that what you're going through is going to be sustainable for when I or Lindsay or any other coach in the future is going to program you and that programming comes to an end. How do we, as the coaches and as the fitness genie, how do we make sure that everything that we give you has the why, how, the what, the just fucking everything around here's why you're getting this programming, here's how it's going to be working, and here's what to do when something pops up. Because we are not going to be your coaches forever. We are very aware of this. So what we want to do, obviously we want to work with you for as long as possible, but if you hit a goal, there's no point in paying us to help you just live your life exactly where it is. Unless obviously, of course, you want that accountability. Fantastic. But that's not what we're after. The thing that we are after is everything that you are going through. How do you sustain that for the rest of your fucking life? So all the programming that we are going to have, all the value that we put out, for example, this podcast is about changing your life for the better to make sure that you can actually go off and do whatever the fuck it is that you want. And you can just wake up and live a lifestyle and be happy and confident in who you are, what you do, your belief systems, your thought patterns. And we don't have to worry about being frustrated, overwhelmed, literally anything anymore when it comes to your health and or weight loss. Think about how awesome that would be if we could get you to that. And you don't have to deal with the bullshit that's in the industry at the moment. So, bit of a tangent. The industry at the moment has sold weight loss because that's a thing that makes a lot of money, obviously. And where I sort of made this program, I mean, you can listen about it in another episode, in an earlier episode, um, called How and Why Is This Program Different? But anywho, I'm not going to get sucked into that tangent. I made this program because I was sick of people losing weight and then coming back and then saying, Hey, it it hasn't worked. I've put the weight back on. And I fucking hated being that person where it was just, or having to need to be that person in the industry where it was just, Oh yeah, yeah, well you should have fucking signed up for 12 months then and stayed on (laughs) and making that person feel like shit that they can't do it by themselves. I made a program, this program where it was very, you can do this by yourself and I'm going to fucking teach you how. That was the big intention of why I created this program and this business. So the over-restrict cycle, getting back on track now, the over-restrict cycle is that everyone has it in their mind that whatever calories that they get prescribed is that is the minimum that they are on. And it's the exact fucking opposite. The calories that you are on are a minimum. That's, that's, that's what it is. It's a minimum. Um, it's much like the fucking speed signs in Australia. It's like 80. (laughs) Fantastic. I'm going to go 81 everywhere. Um, the speed sign is just a fucking minimum, apparently. <laughs> um, except for me, because I'm such a good boy to play by the laws and both my parents are cops that I feel bad for doing stuff. But anyway, 
the over-restrict cycle is very much like your, and I've used this analogy in a previous post on Instagram, but you know, so if you don't follow me on Instagram, fucking get over there because there's a lot of well thought out content that goes behind the stuff that is actually on TikTok and we transfer it over to Instagram and we actually give you the written thought out, here's why I said stuff in there. So if you're not on Instagram, fucking get over there. This analogy I'm going to use with people thinking the the more the more they don't hit their calories, the the less calories that they consume, the more bonus points they're going to get. And it's the exact opposite. The calories that you are given, they are a target for a reason and they are your minimum. That's what I want you to hit at a minimum. First, we focus on the calories. Once they're squared away, then we focus on protein. And once that's squared away, then we move over to whatever the fuck feels the most interesting to work on, carbs or fats. Um, and fiber is going to be in there somewhere as well. But it's like your boss coming up to you or you starting a new job, actually, let's use this one. You starting a new job and your boss says, slams down a piece of paper on the first day on your desk and goes, these are the six KPIs, key performance indicators, that we need you to do. We need you to hit these six. As long as these six are done, I don't care if they take five minutes or 40 hours a week. We're going to pay you salary for blah, blah, blah. As long as these six are done, that's it. We just need these six KPIs. And you go... Fantastic. I'm on it. And then you go away to go work on it and you look at them and you go, hmm, I feel like it would be better if I just did three of them. That feels good. That feels really good. I'm going to do three of them because that way when I focus on three of them, I can do those three really well. And the other three, yeah, just don't, don't worry about them. I'm just going to do three because it just feels better for me that way. And then at your first review, it's like, well, okay, what's, what's going on? Why aren't the six being hit? And you're like, I thought it would be better if I did three. It's like, okay, that's not how this works. We need you to hit the six. So that way the business can keep running. The business doesn't go under. Yeah, there's going to be ups and downs of like the income coming in and the expenses going out and all this stuff. But as long as you hit the six, that's it. Business goes on as per normal. We get to where we want to go. It may not be flashy. It may not be sexy. It may not be millions of dollars of income at once. But if you hit these six, the business will continue on and we don't have to worry about anything ever again. Okay, cool. Got it. I'm on it. And you go away and go, all right, yeah, you had a point there. I'm going to focus on four. Maybe, maybe four. Probably, th probably three. I'm going to do three. So that way, if I do three, I can just get the two done. And then I only have to do one more if I'm feeling like it. I'm probably not going to feel, I'm going to do two. I'm going to make sure that I get two done, except for on, if I'm feeling like really emotional and I'm really in the zone, I'll get four, I'll get five done. I'll pro you know, what? I'll do fucking 12. I'm going to get really emotional and I'm going to do 12 KPIs and that's what I'm going to do. But then, you know what? That's overworking. So I've done 12 which is six more than the six that I was meant to do. So I'm going to compensate by doing one KPI a week after that, after that one week where I've done 12 KPIs. I'm then going to do just, just one, just one focus point for the next three months. And that should get me back on track. That's going to be fucking amazing. He's going to love this. He's going to see that I'm a team player and an absolute leader. I, <laughs> it, it, uh, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if fucking Tristan from Human Resources saw this pop up and was like, wow, that is astonishing. We have never seen that in the in the history of this business of someone having the absolute guts to just just fuck shit up on purpose. And we're going to give you a pay rise because we we respect that beyond beyond anything that we've done. And this has gone on for a while. 
So then you have your next review, because <laughs> that could have gone on forever if you know me. You have your next review and your boss goes, what the fuck? Why are you not hitting your six KPIs? Yeah, and you explain that whole story about what your thought process was behind the extra bonus points of not doing the six KPIs that you were prescribed. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thanks for that. Uh, you're fired. So, very similar. I hope you picked up on that analogy. Very similar for when you do 1,200 calories, 1,000 calories, 500 calories, fucking 72-hour water fasts, dumb shit like that, is... You're the one that always loses out in the end. Whenever you do all that stuff and we over-restrict, it's going to hit a point where you either lose your job, um, obviously in, in this analogy, the boss is going to fire you, um, or more realistically, you're going to hit a point of absolute burnout and then you're going to go on the binge cycle, which is going to be about 4,000 calories a day across the weekend. If like That's at a minimum because it's very easy to over-consume calories. People have no idea how easy it is to over-consume. So, you enter the binge cycle. So that is the over-restrict cycle of which we are always going to lose out. And it fucking sucks because it always feels incredibly logical when you're in it to be like, ah, bonus points if I come in under. Fantastic. And then we enter into the binge cycle, which usually starts with about four, five, six thousand calories on that first day, either finishing the challenge or doing something. And then we just go all out. We have the foods that we wanted. And we go, yep, awesome. And then let's just say Sunday is like a minor version of that, which is going to be three, 4,000 calories. And then during the week, we don't really focus on tracking calories or worrying about what we're eating before or what we're doing on the challenge. Like we're not really worried in terms of anything that's going into our mouth because we're like, yep, finished it, look good, feeling awesome. And we've got all these extra calories coming in. So now you've got heaps of energy and you're like, man, this is fucking amazing. But because of the over-restrict cycle, the metabolism is down lower, which means it's going to bounce back up to where it was previously, or most likely within 10% of that, so usually lower, which is why people typically regain the weight. Because when you started the challenge, your resting metabolic rate could have been 2,000, for example. And then you started and you restricted and you just went like all hell for eight weeks at 1,200, you got to where you wanted to in terms of a physique, but your metabolism has dropped to, let's just say, 1,600 for argument's sake. That 1,600 number, when you finish the challenge and you start going back to old habits and beliefs and thought patterns and food and everything like that, that 1,600 over time is going to jump up to 1800, 1900, because it usually ends up within 10% of that, but usually not to exactly where it was, which is why people gain the weight back. Because when they start the challenge, their resting metabolic rate was 2000. And now having done all of that, they're now eating what they used to before, which was roughly 2200 calories. And it did next to fuck all in terms of gaining weight. It was a calorie surplus of 200 per day. That's why they were almost like consistently gaining weight just a little bit at a time. Now that they're eating 2,200 calories and they've gone back to go do that, your resting metabolic rate is now at 1,600. So now it's at 1,600. The calorie surplus is now, whatever the fuck that is, 600. Jesus, that was bad math. The calorie surplus is now at 600. So even though you're eating the same foods as what you did before, your resting metabolic rate is a lot lower than it was before you started the challenge because of that metabolic adaptation that has occurred, which is why over time that will go from your resting metabolic rate will go from like 1600, 1650, 1700, all the way up to about 1900. And while it takes a while for that to happen, you're gaining weight because you're in a surplus that entire time, which is where the reverse diet comes into it, which is going to be the next episode. And I'm going to write that down right now because I will 100% forget.
reverse diet the next episode. There we go, because I do things on the fly here, and I'm going to fucking put that one in there for you. I'm going to move some shit around, I'm going to get that done so that you can not miss out on it. So that's the importance of doing the reverse diet there, which you can listen about in the next one, but today we're talking about binge restrict. So, the binge cycle, because we're not focusing on how do we get out of this as sustainably as possible, what we're actually focusing on is, I just want to have fun, do this, not be restricted, and go whatever. So, resting metabolic rate, roughly 1600, I'm just using arbitrary numbers. So, in that thing, from that challenge, you are now at 1600 calories, and now instead of going back to where your rough maintenance would be, um, we go back to what we were doing calorie surplus, holy shit, how did I gain the weight back? Thought I was doing awesome. But during that period of going back to what we were doing, we're still trying to make the quote unquote healthier decisions, but because it wasn't actually pointed out to you in terms of what you were doing in your normal life, you essentially just killed your normal life and routine and said for eight weeks, I'm going to do everything that this person says. I'm going to turn a blind eye to everything and I'm just going to fucking go for it. Less mental capacity that way I can just show up, do my shit, get out and I'm done. In the long run, again, you're the one that ends up losing out because that binge cycle is just the weekend and then we take the week for, oh, I'll just have a little bit of this, oh, I'll just do a little bit of this. We turn into fucking 50 cent. A little bit of this. <laughs> a little bit of Monica. That's not 50 cent at all. I don't know where I fucking go in my head with this podcast sometimes, but anyway, it's a lot. It's going to be a lot better when I have a guest because <laughs> then I can go backwards and forwards. Anywho, the binge cycle usually happens in that way. We finish the challenge and then we go, sweet, I don't want to be over-restricted anymore. And then we just go the complete opposite way back to what we were doing. And the resting, resting metabolic rate because of metabolic adaptation has completely fucked us over. Um, and then over time, it gets to that point where we go, oh, clothes are a little bit tight. And we start changing, we start wearing different clothes. And then we go, oh, you know what? This actually isn't that great. I've got a perfect idea. When was I the most confident that I was in my body? When I did that challenge. Ah, picking up on something. I'm three kilos heavier than what I was when I did that challenge the last time, but this time, fucking this time, Mr. Einstein, man, with your mustache and your physics and shit, this time's going to be different. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the exact same challenge, the exact same thing, but it's going to be different. I don't know how else to describe it other than I just need to stick to it a little bit better. And then when I finished the program, this is where I went wrong. This is where I finished the program and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm just going to do 1200 calories for longer this time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. I'll do that. Or I'll have, I'll have a weekend at the end of the challenge and then I'll just get back on track. That's what I'm going to do. And this is where we fall down the rabbit hole of eating disorders thinking that we know better than our body, which has been fucking primed by the universe and atoms and molecules and everything for you to quite literally listen to this podcast, the fucking miracle of people being alive that start with a fucking sperm and egg and turn into this, uh, no idea. And somehow we think that we are smarter than something that is going to be happening involuntary within our body to keep us alive. It's, it's, it's astounding really. So the thing that I would say, how do we get out of it? Is we don't over restrict Di dieting in itself is a restriction. It's what we need to do. We need to restrict the amount of calories coming in so that that way we can monitor the weight and get you to a healthier place. That's just what dieting is. There is no fancy way to say it. The best thing that we can do 
or the most conservative way that we can do it is first, I fucking gave it away right there, switch your mindset into a conservative one. If you lost a pound, or if you lost a, let's use a fucking Australian metric, Travis, Jesus. If you lost a pound a week, I'm going to start here first. Oh my God, my face. If you lost a pound a week, not great weight loss in terms of previous challenges and shit that people have done. If you're international, pretty much if you're just America, because that measurement system is, is a, is a train wreck. I'm sorry to say, but it is, um, you lose a pound a week, very slow compared to what you're used to. Right. So we get to that pound a week and we go, oh, you know what? Yeah. I only lost like seven, eight pounds during this eight week challenge. That's pretty shit. I wanted to lose 15 or 20 or whatever the fuck it is. If you lost a pound every week for a year, that's 52 pounds. First of January until December 31st, 51 pounds, almost 52. Think of how much fun you could have only losing one pound, still going out, still having fun, still doing things, and essentially just living your normal life in terms of, let's just say, calorie restriction Monday through Sunday through Saturday, let's just say. Sunday through to Saturday evening. And then Saturday night was you, where you guilt-free, shame-free, judgment-free, went and did whatever you want. Not in a binge way, but just in a, I'm feeling like a pizza. I feel like having date night. I feel like doing this and leaning into that high day as to what I call them. So one, shift your perspective and be more conservative and make sure, feel free to write these down or just listen to it and then come back and write them. One, get away from the expectations that you have. Be a little bit more conservative. We're looking for 400 grams to 500 grams per week of weight loss. That's what we want. On average, of course, this can 100% change. I've had people where they've lost 15 kilos in 12 weeks, but that was okay for them based on their body type and what they had done. And we were still monitoring their sleep, mood, energy, all that stuff. I had a lady that started with six weeks of the unfucky diet program and she lost like six kilos. And then she was like, Hey, I'm actually feeling pretty ready. I actually talked her out of the transformation and said, you know what? You don't need workouts. You don't need them right now because it sounds like there's a lot of resistance there. So don't do them. What I would do instead don't do the transformation program, save some money. You've got a gym up near you. We will work on the nutrition and the mindset since that's the big thing that we need to work on, save that money. And then six weeks into the, the program, she's like, I think I'm ready to go to a PT. I was like, fucking awesome. Take the money that you saved from the transformation program um, and doing this program and put that in towards a personal trainer and a gym membership and all that stuff down there. So she did that. And we actually upped her calories to, I think about 1900 calories on average from 1600, 1400, 1500. I've got no fucking idea but that post will be coming out soon on Instagram in terms of results and what she did. She actually increased the amount of calories that she was having during the week and she lost more weight. Fucking think about that. That is also going to be another episode coming as well. We're doing some fucking high quality value shit around here in season three. We love it. So Tennille's going to be listening back to this and she's going to be like, I told that man, I fucking told that man how often he says so. And he's still saying it. I'm sick of this shit. If he says so, one more time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking do something. I'm gonna send him a postcard that says so. And when he opens it, it just explodes and says so and echoes in his ears forever. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so that's the first thing we can do. Get into a more conservative idea of weight loss and what is your success metric. Number two, I'm actually going to bring that one forward. Success metric. 
what is your metric for success? Is it just weight loss? I can guarantee you that it's not. And if you've ever had a phone call with me, you would know the, one of the first things that I say is I like separating the physical and the mental. So let's get a physical goal first, and then we can get the mindset, mental health, lifestyle, all that shit in terms of what we want over here for the mental shit. And then that becomes the primary goal. We can focus on the mindset and the mental shit and the lifestyle, and the weight loss will just be a secondary goal that we can use to tick boxes along the way to make sure we're on the right path for what we want to do. Say that fucking religiously because I need people to know that the lifestyle comes first, weight loss comes second. So... Yeah, yeah, that's right. You heard me, Tanil. So, so. <laughs> World's best boss over here. Um, anywho, that is number two. What is your success metric? How are you going to measure success at the end of this program, a different program, a coaching duration with a different coach or nutrition or whatever? What is the ideal outcome that you would like to achieve and get away from... It, like sort of end result things in terms of I want to lose 10 kilos you can't control that you cannot control what the scale says what you can control is how often you go to the gym you can control how often you have uber eats you can control how many hours of sleep that you get or as best that you can obviously with everything else that's going in your head you can you can control when you go to bed and when you set your alarm for I'm going to say that there are a lot more success metrics that go into, I want to lose 10 kilos. Okay, cool. How about if we put the success metric on going to the gym four to five times a week? Let's do that. Fantastic. Did you hit it? No, I got three. Awesome. Let's just keep going until four becomes a thing. If four does not become a thing, then we just say three is the most sustainable way for me. Move on to another one. What is another success metric that we are in control of? Uh, probably need to be sleeping a bit better. Cool. What time do you go to bed at the moment? Midnight. Fantastic. What time do you wake up? 5 a.m. That's fucked. Get some better sleep. <laughs> Have some self-control and uh, probably, probably, it's a solid maybe, uh, watch one episode. Watch one episode of Netflix instead of 28. Maybe we do that. Maybe we start there. Instead of a whole season in a night. And you go, oh, I've got nothing to watch. It's like, yeah, because you watched enough for a small nation. Um, I don't know why a small nation would be just watching TV and being like, this is exactly what we need. No idea why. But anyway. So two, what is your success metric that you are in control of? Be conservative in terms of the expectations surrounding weight loss. Number two, what is your success metric for life in general and the life that you want to be living? What can you control that is your success metric? And of course... Number three, have some fucking fun. It's, it's just, it's when people diet. And the one thing I hate is when people go, it's called diet. It's got the word die in it. <laughs> yeah. So does a fucking tie dye shirt. And I've never seen anybody depressed in that. You fucking idiot. Whoo! I got mad on that one. <laughs> oh, Travis, you crazy boy. Um, Plus, I'm also looking up something because I remember that it was the, the word diet comes from like the Greek definition of way of life or something like that. Let's have a look at it. The word actually comes from the Greek word dieta, which means way of life. For many people, however, it means following a specific food plan to lose weight. So the Greeks actually had it right in terms of this is, this is a way of life. Well, not even this, but it just comes from that root word of this is a way of life. It's what we do. I mean, you could have fucking a religious diet, religious way of life. 
doesn't have to mean shit. So anywho, three is have fun. That's it. Go out with your friends, your family, your whatever, and just make sure that regardless of whatever is going on in your dieting world, that you don't put that above the priorities of your mental and emotional health and needs. It's important you go see your friends. It's important you go socialize. It's important you see your friends. It's important you see your family. It's important that you take care of your needs first and then your wants will come second when you have the capacity to be able to take care of them because your needs have been satisfied. Once they have been satisfied, fantastic. That's what we do. We're having fun. We're enjoying life. Things become a lot easier when we're having fun and enjoying life and getting back to the root part of what is life. We have no fucking idea. So just have fun along the way. And number four, the tangible one, is have some high days instead of doing 1200 calories a day you know if that if that works perfectly for you because this is all generalistic terms i know there's going to be someone out there that's going to be like 411 5152 that is going to listen to this and they're going to be like but 1200 calories is my actual correct deficit it's like cool then that is your correct deficit that is what you should be having everything is going to be generalistic and on average so average does not mean that it is your average so to speak. My average of calorie needs per day is slightly higher than the average man's. It's about 20. For my deficit, I think it's about 2,300. My maintenance is about 20, 28 at the moment, 27 at the moment, because I don't get as many steps in. So four is give yourself higher calories. If you're losing a kilo a week, give yourself some more calories. When you find that you're losing weight at about 500 grams per week, fantastic. Stay at those calories, weigh yourself, and when it starts to slow down, uh, maybe we should either increase the steps that you're doing. Like we just look at the complete metric and say, do we have to increase physical output or do we have to decrease caloric input? We just have to essentially figure out which one has changed, if any, for calories out versus calories in. If nothing has changed, hey, now's the time to go for a diet break because you're more than likely leading into a stressful part in your life because dieting in itself or intentionally losing weight is a stressful endeavor. We quite literally do not have the nutrients coming in to deal with stress. So it's causing stress. Keep that in mind. With the extra calories, one thing that I do for a lot of people, which helps out fucking heaps, it increases adherence. It seems to be the quote unquote magic pill that a lot of people are looking for. And it's not sexy. It's just fun. And it goes against the grain and what you should be doing should from what the fucking fitness industry has taught you all these years in regards to weight loss, the magic pill that a lot of people find that helps them a lot is what's called a high day or just a maintenance day or a fucking whatever other word someone else is gonna call it or a metabolic reset day i fucking hate that term but more than anything because you can't have a metabolic reset because your meta fucking metabolism is the Whew. anyway before i go on a tangent there <laughs> give yourself a high day that's the quote-unquote magic pill that a lot of people are looking for in terms of you can have whatever you want. And then on the high day, obviously make sure it's continually structured. Don't for the love of God, have 500 calories per day for six days and then be like, I have a high day and then go into 6,000 calories. Cause that's what you've got. No, we're looking to not make the pendulum swing as much as possible. And by what I mean by that is the calorie numbers being incredibly low, then going to incredibly high. If I was to draw a dot point of like 500 calories way down here on the bottom left side of the screen, so to speak, and then a dot way over here for like representing 2000 calories in order to get the pendulum from in the middle from one end to the other it's going to swing fucking heaps so what we want to do is bring that pendulum in so it swings not as much so for example 
if your deficit calories are 1500, your high day would be roughly 2000 calories. On that Saturday night or Friday night or whenever you feel like it, have 2000 calories. It's not going to, it is going to pause weight loss for that day, but you are still going to continue weight loss for the week on average. And that's the thing that a lot of people fail to see. If I'm not losing weight every single day, I have therefore failed. That is not the case at all. If you want to increase adherence, like even if you're a personal trainer, if you want to increase adherence to yourself and or to your clients or a nutritionist or a dietitian or whatever, whatever you are, if you deal with calories and macros in some sort of capacity for your clients, give them a high day. I can guarantee that adherence will go through the roof because now they start to learn delay gratification. Yay! I'm not going to have that because I've got a high day coming up on Thursday and or Saturday or whatever. They start to put things off slightly because they go, oh, no, I've got a high day coming up. And then they increase their adherence during the week and they get to the high days and go, okay, cool, that was awesome. Not only does it increase the adherence, it also allows them to have extra nutrients coming into their body so that way they don't have to continuously be booting their fucking face into the ground when it comes to losing weight. They actually get to have a little bit of freedom, have a little bit of fun. Not only are their calories during the day for on average, my clients around about 1600. Um, some people are higher than that. Some people are lower than that because everyone is different. So 1600 on average. And then I go, cool for this week, I want you to have uh, 2000 calories or 2100 calories or whatever it's going to be for this day, this week, whatever, have that amount of calories because having that high day is also going to help you not only stay fucking sane, but it is also going to give you adequate nutrients or just that sort of maintenance nutrients. So that way you don't have to hit your head into the wall and just keep on a previous video that I've done where you hit the plateau and you force yourself to stick to the deficit where you should be maintaining out for about a day or a two or a week or whatever feels best for you. And then you go back into the deficit, you maintain a little bit, and then you go back down and those maintenance phases happen and the sustainability of your fucking weight loss journey increases a million fold because you're no longer smashing yourself into the ground. You're learning how to maintain your weight and how fucking valuable do you think that is going to be learning to maintain your weight when you finish coaching? It is invaluable. The amount of people that have saved money by learning how to do this shit so they don't have to sign back up. My God. I should have created a fucking follow-up program and be like, so here's how you sustain your weight loss. Yay. But instead I just fucking gave them everything to start with, to begin with, because why not? Anywho, that is episode two. Welcome back to the over-restrict binge cycle and inside the genie's lamp. And the next one, we're going to go through a little bit of a reverse diet, show you how to do that. And yeah. I hope you all have the best time in the world. If this was useful to you, if it was helpful, if it was whatever, uh, feel free to share it with someone that needs to hear this sort of information. Otherwise, it would mean the world if you could uh, follow, subscribe, wherever you are, or leave a five-star review or anything like that. Otherwise, have the best day in the world, and I'll speak to you soon.